Happy Hurley Halloween, everybody. You are listening to the J-Red Show. I hope you're ready for a spooktacular good time as I talk to you for about sports for the next couple minutes. The Buffalo Sabres defeat the defending two-time Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning 5-1. And... Once again, Don Granado continues to bring life to a dead franchise. After a 3-0 start, the Sabres went 1-1-1. They lost to Boston 4-1, but they outplayed them. They outskated them. They just ran into a hot goaltender named Linus Olmark. <coughs> On a... Uh... Saturday, they played New Jersey. They lost 2-1 to in a shootout. That was one of the few games where I thought the Sabres were outplayed. But to... Car- but, um... But Tukarski steals a... Steals a point for the Buffalo Sabres. Goaltending was my biggest concern, um... Heading into the season. Because they had a near... Craig Anderson, who was about ready to retire. And Tukarski, who was an unknown. But they have both performed very well. And they have stolen some points for the Sabres. And because of that, they are now 4-1-1. They now have just as many wins as the Buffalo Bills. And it took them six games to do it. To put it to perspective, last year it took them 54 games to do it. Victor Olsson got two goals, the second one being an empty netter. The, the, the game was a closer than the score. It was 5-1, to one, but it really felt like Tampa Bay kept it close. It was 3-1. to one. Tampa Bay was badly out shooting the Sabres. And they pulled their goalie with like five, and Tampa Bay pulled their goalie with like five minutes left. It was an interesting strategy, but um, the Sabres capitalized. Had got an empty goal, a net goal. Um, Olsen got an empty net goal, and Hestroza and Kagula got goals. So again, Sabres fans should be feeling very good about this team. We talk about uh, what was rock bottom. Um. I'm going to put this on a scale of 0 to 10. Think of it as like a going to a doctor um, and the doctor asks you how bad is your pain. But this, this time we're going low. Unlike the doctor's office, we're going low to high. And it's safe to say for the last year, especially during February and um, March, the, the Sabres were at 0. They were at rock bottom. I know you could argue that it goes back even further where Pagula announced economic efficient, whatever, and they cut the Scotland staff. But to me, rock bottom was um, from February to March when they had that COVID outbreak and they lost two weeks of games and then they came back and they only won two games over the next two months 
and uh, they lost, including an 18-game losing streak. That was rock bottom. That was zero. Then Don Granado took over the team, and they went up to a one. They avoid. I mean, they played better that last month, and they missed the playoffs for ten years in a row. But that's ten. Now I think the Sabers are at a four. Before beating Tampa Bay, they were at like a three or a two because Boston and um, New Jersey's kind of come back to earth. Well, five is the highest you can go. Sorry, four. Sorry, excuse me. Four is the highest. I'm gonna. Four is the highest you can go. To me, five is making the playoffs. Ten is winning the Stanley Cup. So most people can say the Buffalo Bills are at a nine. Maybe uh, the losses to Tennessee and Pittsburgh drop them to an eight or lower. Um, if you're a real downer fan, but I think most people can say the Bills are at a nine. The Sabers are at a four. I mean, I don't think they're good yet, but we're starting to see signs of a good team. The, the, the Sabres got it right with Don Granado. Now, if they can just get a good return for Jack Eichel, they will break through. They will end this playoff drought, and who knows how far they'll go in the playoffs. Their AHL farm team, the Rochester Americans, are also off to a good start. They are 2-1. Uh, and one. And they have scored five goals in five plus goals in all three games they have played. So their offense is red hot right now. <coughs> On Saturday, they defeat the um, Toronto Marley seven to three. Um, uh, Quinn got two goals. Weisbach got two goals. On Friday, in their first game at the Blue Cross with fans in over a year, they defeat the, their rival Syracuse Crunch 5-3. Quinn had a goal in that game. So the Amherst are red hot. My concerns is that they turn the puck a little too much. They're a little too careless. And uh, Uka Pekalukunen had a bad night. Uka Pekalukunen and I'm still struggling a little bit. But overall, I'm very happy with what I see from the Amherst. And just like the Sabres, if they can get a good, re- if the if Kevin Adams can get a good return for Jack Eichel, we can see this Amherst team break through as well. What are your thoughts here on Twitter at JRed Show? On from hockey to football, and the AFC has been turned upside down. The biggest shock of the week: the Tennessee Titans. Blowing out the Kansas City Chiefs, twenty-seven to three. Now we, I look at, now. This turns the AFC upside down. Two weeks ago, the Bills got a huge victory over the Chiefs. The Bills' defense was looking good, and but they were against some bad t- offenses in Pittsburgh, Miami, Washington. And Houston. So when they shut down Patrick Mahomes, everybody thought, oh yeah, this defense is legit. This defense can shut down anybody. 
They shut down Patrick Mahomes. Well, these next two games is kind of a slap back to reality. They got they got they lost to Tennessee. And they they allowed 31, 34 points to Tennessee, and then Tennessee held the Kansas City offense to three points. I mean, I still think the defense is good, but this takes this wind out of the sail. That Kansas City win, it's like, what the heck happened to the Chiefs? I thought Patrick Mahomes was the next Tom Brady. I thought Travis Kelsey <coughs> was the next um was the next Rob Gronkowski, Tyreek Hill, Andy Reid. They were struggling on defense, but I thought the Bills, the Chiefs have too many we- weapons. I think they'll bounce back. But this Titans loss has me thinking, you know, the Chiefs might not make the playoffs this year. I think Chiefs fans should be legitimately worried. Not just for the defense, but Patrick Mahomes playing hero ball, committing way too many interceptions. Has the league figured out Patrick Mahomes? What is going on with the Chiefs? And, of course, with the Chiefs down, the new challenger is the Titans. Now, the Tennessee Titans are a weird team to me. On paper, they're good. They have some good weapons. They have Julio Jones. They have Derrick Henry. They should easily want and run away with the AFC South because it's so easy, so weak. Now, I don't want to discredit Tennessee. They beat the Bills. They beat the Chiefs. Grant, they also lost to the Jets, but we'll get to that. So that's why part of me really wants to take Tennessee seriously like, Ooh, this could be a team we have to might the Bills fans might have to worry about. But I honestly don't know. Well, for one, they lost the Jets. Well, as you say, any given Sunday. The Bills lost the Steelers. Any given Sunday or any given Monday. But the thing about Tennessee is they're a run heavy they're a run heavy team. Their strength is running back Derrick Henry. Their quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, is fine. I put him in the same category as quarterbacks like Andy Dalton and Tyrod Taylor. He's a game manager. He does just enough to get the to get you to get the job done. To get you some wins, to get you the playoffs, to say, yay, we finally made the playoffs. Yay, we finally made the playoffs for the first time in 17 years. But this isn't 1995 anymore. For the last 25 years, that doesn't win team Super Bowls. Now, maybe this maybe the NFL is starting to revert back to 1995. Maybe Tennessee will win the Super Bowl with Derrick Henry as their MVP. If Derrick Henry wins the MVP, he'll be the first running back to do it since Adrian Peterson in 2012. So what do you think? Do you think the Titans are good enough to win the Super Bowl? Hit me on Twitter at JRedShow. 
And since we're talking about the MVP list, um, I figured I, uh, during the summer I did a face of sports segment, as I talked about who is the face of each sport. Who this was based on Space Jam is like when they talked about who would star in a Space Jam movie if it was based on other sports than basketball. Well, I figured we'll revisit this topic. The face of football is still Tom Brady. He's been the face of football for 25 for 20 years, over 20 years. He's going to be he's going to remain the face of football for another who knows how long? 5 years? 10 years? Is this guy even human? Tom Brady and the Buccaneers defeat the Bears 38-3. Tom Brady was 20 for 36, 211 yards and 4 touchdowns. The second of which was the 600th of his career. But when and if Tom Brady finally retires. There's going to be some contenders who could be the next face of football. There'll probably never be a next Tom Brady, but there will be a but Tom Brady will be gone someday and there'll be a next face of football, the next top dog. Who is it going to be? Is it going to be Josh Allen? Is it going to be Patrick Mahomes? Everybody was saying Mahomes is the next Brady. Will he bounce back from a down year? Will it be Justin Herbert? Will it be um Joe Burrow? <laughs> while, I'm while I'm still questioning Tennessee, one team that has definitely put themselves as a contender is the Cincinnati Bengals. They defeat the Baltimore Ravens 41-17. Joe Burrow proves he's the real deal. 23 for 38, 416 yards, 3 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. I think Cincinnati is the clearly the team that scares me the most in the AFC. I'd say Cincinnati and then Tennessee a slight second. As a team that scares me the most. But what are your thoughts? Hit me on Twitter at JRedShow. Back to the face of sports. The face of hockey is either Alexander Ovechkin or Connor McDavid. I think Sidney Crosby started to fizzle out with his injuries and yes, he does he is a three-time Stanley Cup champion, so he has more cups than um McDavid and Ovechkin. But I don't know. Um with Ovechkin, we're watching him, and we're going to see if he can um, break Wayne Gretzky's goal record. Connor McDavid is racking up ridiculous numbers. I don't think he's going to break Gretzky's point record, but I think he's going to hit some milestones that only Gretzky hit. Like I think he'll hit the, I think he'll hit two thousand points when his career is done. Crosby is just nowhere near that. And with all his injury problems, I think. Um, He's going to fade away. So, in my opinion, it's either Ovechkin or um, McDavid. But if you disagree, hit me up on Twitter at JRedShow. 
The face of basketball is still LeBron James. Well, he is injury prone right now, and I'm starting to show some concerns. Um, but he is still put up twenty. He's still put up 25, 30 points a night. He is getting closer and closer to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's point record. Um, although I think once LeBron is done, um, Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks will be the next dynasty. Um, LeBron is still the current next Michael Jordan, and I think Antebello is going to be the next Michael Jordan after that. For baseballs, either Shohei Hotani or Mike Trout, although they play for a terrible Los Angeles Angels team instead of one of the two teams that's in the World Series right now. As of right now, the Atlanta Braves have a, Houston, have a 2-0 lead over the Houston Astros. Soccer is either uh, Cristiano Ronaldo or Lionel Messi. All the problem with soccer is, unlike hockey and basketball, they don't really do keep track of goals because there's multiple leagues, there's multiple cups, and there's different categories, and they don't separate them. Like in football, you only keep track. They only they have separate stats for regular season and playoffs. But there's different sources telling us how many goals Ronaldo has scored or how many goals Messi has scored and how many goals every other soccer player has um, scored. According to the IFFHS, uh, Ronaldo has 795 goals, so he's five away from 800. But according to our SSF, there are, um, he's already at 800 with 803. He's fifth. And uh, number one is Erwin Helmick with 92, and Joseph McCann is with 948 plus. So they don't keep track of every single goal that's counted. So that's what. But if Ronaldo's going to achieve these milestones, uh, Liverpool, um, Manchester United needs to get their act together. They just got slaughtered by Liverpool five nothing, and. Um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer hasn't done a good job managing the team, so they're going to need some changes. So that's my thoughts on the faces of soccer. Um, Now on to individual sports. Boxing. Who is the face of boxing? Manny Pacquiao just retired this. The most popular fight that happened in boxing this summer involves a YouTuber named Jake Paul. So that tells you the state of boxing right now. Golf, I mean, we're still waiting on the health of Tiger Woods. I mean, I don't think they'll never be I don't think they'll ever be a golfer as good as Tiger Woods. But Tiger Woods will retire someday and there's gotta be a next face of golf. Could be Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, so many names that could be the face of golf. Um, tennis, it's the Williams sisters, uh, Federer. Now, on to an individual sport that I questioned in the summer. NASCAR. I said in the summer, who is the face of NASCAR? Ever since Jimmy Johnson retired, who is NASCAR's top star? Well, I think I got my answer. Kyle Larson. 
Kyle Larson has um, won three races in a row and is closing in on his first NASCAR Cup Series championship. The stat that really sticks out, Kyle Larson has led, has led 1,187 laps. And he's closing in on the record held in 1995. The holder of that record, Jeff Gordon. So, I mean, okay, maybe it's too early to say that Larson is the next um, Jimmy Johnson because it would only be his first championship. But he needs, he, of course, he has to finish it off. But I think Kyle Larson could be the next face of NASCAR. On to baseball. Um, at the time of this recording, the um, Atlanta Braves have a 2-0 lead on the Houston Astros. But the Astros have a runner in second base and a two-vase up to bat up for a ball. I think this is going to be a very good series. They both have good hitting. They both have strong bullpens. I was watching the ALCS, and it really looked like... Um, the Braves were going to choke another 3-1 series lead to the Dodgers. It's like, oh boy, here we go again. But they didn't. They'll bullpen hold firm. They beat the Dodgers. And now they're against the cheating Astros. I don't know why the Astros cheated. They have more than enough talent to win the World Series. Um, they, um, but, they makes them, but that makes them a villain. I'm going to be rooting for the Braves because the Astros are cheaters. And um, the Braves, they, they, Atlanta's been one of the most tortured sports cities. I'd like to see them get the jinx off the remove of them. But I think Houston's going to win it out. Despite, having the two, despite being down 2-0, I think Houston's going to win it in 6. Finally, Halloween's coming up. I'm going to switch gears for a little bit talk about a movie. Halloween Kills. I did see the... Um, 12th film of the Halloween franchise. Um, as the name implies, uh, implies um, Halloween kills. Michael Myers kills more people in that movie than any other movie he's been in. So if you just want to see a typical slasher movie about a serial killer who kills people, that'd be a good time. It's just a fun popcorn flick. I put it ahead of the... Tr when it comes to where, where it ranks from the franchise, um, I put it in the middle... In my opinion, it's better than some of the truly bad ones of the franchise. In my opinion, um, it's better than Halloween 5. Most people will say it's better than Halloween 6. Unpopular opinion, I like 6. It's way better than Halloween H2O. And it's better than both Rob Zombie movies, in my opinion. But what are your thoughts? Ha um, hit me on Twitter at JRedShow. Have a spooktacular Halloween, and I will see you later.